You are tuned in to For the Love of Millennials podcast. For the Love of Millennials is a platform created to inspire, empower, and uplift melanin-enriched millennials to be the best of themselves. Each topic is carefully chosen with the intention to provide value to listeners in effort to fulfill the podcast purpose. Keep listening for more of today's episode. What is going on, my Melanin Enriched Millennials? It's your girl, A Rich Book. And I know, I know, it's Wednesday, April 3rd. And y'all were hitting us up like, where is our Monday episode? So look, let me tell you what happened. So your girl, A Rich Book, was out of town on vacation, trying to live her best life and figure out what's next for A Rich Book. And not to even forget for the love of millennials, but I intended to uh, record a podcast on the road. Yup. That did not work out. And you know, I can't give you, uh, you know, a, a podcast episode that doesn't have quality. Like that's what we're about. Like I only want to give you guys the best of the best. So here it is. I wanted to give you guys a bonus episode, which is the audio from our first um, visual episode where we interview Nathaniel J. Ali. And so I feel like you guys will definitely enjoy this conversation. Uh, but before we hop into it, I just want to recognize Nipsey Hussle. May he rest in peace. And the reason why I want to recognize him because at 33 years of age, doing so much in his community, being a father to his children and a significant other to the mother of his children. That's huge. He was in his Jesus year. He was building up his community. And what I realized is that he was not afraid. If he were afraid, he would not have been building up his community in the capacity that he was. He didn't switch up. He still stayed the same. And so some of you might be like, oh, she's on the Nipsey bandwagon. No, I'm on the right is right. Wrong is wrong. This is what community looks like. I'm on the we need to build and use his life as an example. Um, I remember watching an a interview with him like years ago when they asked him, what do you do with your money? And he's like, I buy property. And so the interviewer was, was like, what? He's like, I buy property. He's like, you got people out here blowing their money on, on things that lose value. He's like, I invest my money. And so then I read an article that he was interviewed in and he talked about how, um, how he bought up the whole block that he used to, that he used to sell drugs on. And that's what it's about. That's what Jay-Z talks about. But it's just like, um, so average book, I'm not on my social media right now. Like me as a person and that particular brand is taking a sabbatical and all my time I'm going to devote to for the love of millennials and just building us up. Um, just thinking that these murders can take place right in daylight. And I didn't see any videos, but it's like, who would record something like this? Who would record this man laying down, bleeding out, like use that time to help resuscitate and heal. But this is just, it's overwhelming. And it, it, something has to change and that change starts with us. And that's why for the love of millennials is important. And that's where the value is because 
We ha- we are building the next generation. We are building society and these senseless killings, whether, whether not whether, but Nipsey Hussle, um, the XX to Nancy on dude, like this is uncalled for. This is not okay. And what I realized is sometimes we got to move in silence. We have to move in silence. You can do this change, but maybe your name doesn't need to be attached to it. And that's unfortunate. That is so unfortunate, but mindset has to change. With that said, I want you guys to keep listening for more from myself and Nathaniel J. Ali. If you want to be a part of For the Love of Millennials team, make sure you shoot us an email at loveformillennials at gmail.com. Hey guys, you're tuned in to For the Love of Millennials podcast, where we are here to inspire, empower, and uplift melanin-enriched millennials. We have another dope melanin millennial, Nathaniel J. Ali, and he is going to share some gems with us today. So Nathaniel is a 26-year-old TEDx speaker, and he is the author of the newly published book, The Stay Woke Series, What is Love? Formerly homeless as of five years ago, mental health advocate and a fitness enthusiast and a fitness enthusiast on social media he was born and bred in north carolina and currently he is the ceo and founder of trifit usa he is a certified personal trainer life coach and holistic coach you do a lot i do it's cool though you got to have to so tell us about yourself Things that weren't in your formal bio that you feel like we should know about you? Um, let's see. Things that were not in my bio. Um, I'm a student at NCCU. I feel like I would have to shout the school out just because I go there. Um, I'm also the new graduation coach for um, the African American Male Initiative Program, which was formerly known as CSP. Mm-hmm. So I'm that as well as their um, peer leader. So my goal is to help them graduate on time, make sure their classes are going smooth, make sure that they don't fall by the wayside like I did whenever I went there before. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much about it. Um, I love fitness. I actually, um, I've been vegan slash vegetarian for about five years, um, going on five years now. Uh, what else? What else? What else? I don't watch TV. That's about it. You I, don't watch TV? I, I don't watch TV. I, I can't stand TV. I can't, I mean, because the thing is, like, it's television programming, so the only thing I need mm. to program is my mind, and I can't do that with, you know. Not even Netflix? I can't, I can't Netflix and chill. You didn't see Bird Box? I didn't. See, my teacher was talking about, my professor talking about that in class, and she said, she said, a lot of y'all have a Bird Box girlfriend, and I was confused because everybody started laughing, and I couldn't get on the joke, so I'm like, y'all girlfriends are birds? Like, I don't know what. What did that mean, though? I don't know what Bird Box means. No, um, but what did did she explain what Bird Box girlfriend meant? Like I'm trying to figure it no, out. No, she she didn't. She didn't. It's, I guess it was an inside joke if you watched the Bird Box. But I thing. did watch it. and I don't get it. I don't get it. Either. <laughs> I don't. I I guess it's it might be the fact that from what I've heard is that you have a, a significant other who may portray something that you may actually want, but they're not it. I don't know. It escapes me. I'm oh. not sure. I don't have a girlfriend. I'm single. That's another thing. I'm single. Oh, oh! So you just gonna promote yourself <laughs> up here? Saying single. This is not a dating series, y'all. But okay, so he's single. How can people find you then? Um, you can find me on Instagram, Nathaniel J Ali. 
and my business page. How do you um, spell Nathaniel? Because you're going to have somebody out here spelling your name all wrong. Oh, that's true. Um, biblical. N-A-T-H-A-N-I-E-L-J-I-R-E-A-L-I. I can't believe you just pubbed yourself. I did. As you a single to. up here. I mean, <laughs> I no, because them DMs, they be crazy. You got to let people know. I'm single, but I'm respectful. Like, you got to respect my spirit if you slide in my DMs. Oh, respect the spirit if you're going to slide in his DMs. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, TriFit USA, how long have you been in the fitness world? Um, I would say about, I've been an athlete all my life. So, my parents actually put me in um, martial arts when I was probably in the third or fourth grade. Cause I, was, I was like a, a, a tall nerd growing up. So okay. I, I was reading Harry Potter books in the third grade. But I was that tall, geeky, front toothless kid. Yeah, I, I was that kid with the coat bottle glasses that everybody like. So did you do that ten year challenge where they was like, "Oh, this is what I look See, like." See, I moved then... around so much that luckily I couldn't find any pictures of me back then. But I remember how I looked, and I'm glad I did. But um, so they put me in martial arts in fourth grade, took me out because I think I started playing too much. So I've been an athlete for all my life, but I started getting into personal training probably about six years ago. Okay. Okay. And. Was that part of your healing? Because I mentioned so much in your bio as it relates to healing and things that you went through. Was fitness a part of your healing? Um, fitness, meditation, definitely changing my diet. And um, I know one thing as a man, one of the biggest things that we have to do as a man when it comes to transitioning to a higher version of ourselves, we have to change our circle. So it wasn't just the fitness aspect. It was the wellness that went around fitness. Because um, with TriFit USA, I mean, we focus on the mind, body, and spirit connection in terms of achieving um, optimal right. health. So, you know, it's, it's definitely, fitness was a key part of it. But I realized that if my spirit wasn't right, right. my body could look all it, my body can look just how I want it to. But if my spirit doesn't match what I'm allowing for people to see on the outside, it really doesn't mean anything. So... I definitely had to cleanse myself of people, places, and things that weren't working, even my thought patterns. That's what's up. So you put in that work. I have to. Still putting in that work. But you're you're a Rastafarian, right? Mm-hmm. I have an uncle who's Rastafarian. Yeah, yeah. So I see that. He's like Rastafari, Uncle Eli. Rastafari. Yeah, I tell his vital. That's another thing why I don't eat meat. Because you're Rastafarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. Okay, so did you grow up? You didn't grow up Rastafarian. I didn't. I didn't. Ironically, I ended up, um, I would. I, I don't want to say I found Rastafari. I would like to say it found me. Like, I ended up um, transitioning because it's not a religion, so you can't convert. So I ended up transitioning um, when I was homeless. And it was weird because it was like the year right before I went homeless, I ended up um, coming across a Bob Marley song on YouTube. I think it was um, Is This Love. And that was back then when I was smoking herb real heavy, like five months a day. Kids don't do it. Um, and so... After a while, I think I, I kept listening to him more. I'm like, yo, this this man, I like his vibe. He's real cool. And then, long story short, I ended up doing my research. One thing led to another. Science kept coming to me, and I slowly transitioned. It took me a while to fully engulf myself into the culture because mm -hmm. I always thought you had to have locks to be a roster. But um, the first roster's name, first roster's name is um, Leonard P. Howell, mm -hmm. and so he's the he's the original Don. He's in um. I don't know if you've ever been to the Black Wax Museum in Maryland, but he is actually really? in the Black Wax Museum oh in Maryland. God. And I'm not talking about the African American Museum. I'm talking about the Black Wax Museum in Baltimore, Maryland. Like it's legit oh, in the know. hood, like where Wire was filmed at. And yeah, he's in there as like Rastafari and founder and stuff. And I I didn't even know when it was created, but they have so much stuff about 
black history and black culture that I learned a lot and I learned mm-hmm. about Rastafarian because all I knew was my uncle Eli. He would walk around like Rastafari. Is that why you had the locks? No, I don't. Okay, I was peer pressured into locks, but we're not uh-huh. going to talk about it. <laughs> it's cool though. It's cool. They look good. They look good. They look good. I, I, I think everyone should embrace or try to see what they look like with locks. Oh yeah. yeah Are you gonna try it? I had one in my beard, but um, I I literally I cut it out last night. Oh. I, I, I did, and the thing was, like, I realized I was growing it for the wrong reason. Because I mean, part of growing locks is, you know, it's supposed to teach you patience, diligence, determination. Um, but at the same time, I realized that if Leonard P. Howell didn't have locks and he was a roster, one of Bob Marley's um, sons, um, he cut his locks off. But yeah, he's a CEO of Marley Coffee. Um, and I realized, you know, I necessarily don't have to have lots to be a roster. I think yeah. I was growing it for the wrong reason because I was learning for the lock to yeah. signify my strength and not my yeah. spirit. So Yeah, that's crazy. Somebody definitely told me that having locks would teach me patience. And then mm-hmm. I told them that I gave up already because it was too much. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's too much. So no, I just give up. Keep it, keep so it. So we'll see what this journey looks like. Y'all catch me in the next season. And if I still have locks, then I'm growing my patience. So your book... What is love? This Stay Woke series. Tell tell us about this Stay Woke series because what I need to stay woke about. All right. So look. Okay. So this is just the first book in the Stay Woke series. Um, there's seven chapters, 121 pages. Uh, I have a very high IQ and literature is my thing. So it only took me three months to write this book. But um, so really about this book, I, I like I tell people, I didn't. I wrote it. It was my pen, but the words are not me. Like, the words are not me. I prayed before I wrote this book. I asked the Most High to, like, tell me or allow for me to write down everything that he wanted his people, or slash her people, Most High journalists, to know. Um, and so, basically, it deals with helping men and women understand that uh, love is not an emotion. It's a concept. You know, mm-hmm. it's a perspective. It's something that you're supposed to adapt to. It's something that you're supposed to function within. And if we keep functioning within love and we keep saying, oh, I love you, but I break up with you two months later, or I love you, but I'm going to divorce you, you're not in love. You're in infatuation. And it's only temporary. Love is supposed to be unconditional, so it's supposed to be permanent. Like, love is never supposed to fade. And most of the time, people confuse love with lust. So that's the main thing I try to break um, into this book. I also try to get men to understand that, understand, understand, and overstand that the black woman is the closest thing to God you'll ever see. The woman, the black woman. <clears throat> hey, hey, catch that. <laughs> the woman of the African diaspora, um, the African woman is the closest thing to God you'll ever see. And in my opinion, in my beliefs, especially as a Rasta, um, you cannot find a stronger person, creature, spirit on this planet other than the woman of melanin. Just because you can't, you can, you cannot find any other woman on this earth who can go through slavery, birth a nation still work for her family and at the same time still raise herself and heal herself but still at the same time raise a king like you cannot find another woman on mm. this planet or another person on this planet who can snap. do that yeah snap <clears throat> snap for the black woman snap for the black woman but then you know but then okay talk yeah. about it come on with the butt because your butt let me tell you butt negates everything that you say before it no no so, no okay 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 you can say and okay. or in addition to but butt negates everything that you just said so if the black woman is god or the closest okay, thing we, to we're we we not gonna say that. no but okay and in addition to that there you go um i try to help women realize that um you know how to actually deal with a with a um, a black man because every black man is broken 
we may not want to admit it. We may not want to um, see it ourselves. We may not even see it at that point in time. But because of post-traumatic slave disorder, we're all broken. We may not be broken mentally, emotionally, physically, or spiritually, but in some way, shape, or form, we're broken. And nine times out of ten, that's mentally. Just because through generations, we've adapted this perspective to where it's like we're either going to focus on getting money fast, get money any way we can. It's a dog-eat-dog world. We adapt to the Dar Darwinism um, type of mentality. Or, you know, we just have this generational habit to where we're, we're like slightly narcissistic and manipulative and we end up manipulating ourselves, we manipulate the people around us, we manipulate women, we manipulate, you know, situations, people, places and things in order for our betterment and our good. Yeah, so what about the, the guys who want to live the savage life? Are you telling me as a woman, I got to... I got to be okay with his savage life because he broken. Nah, 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 nah. See, one thing I talk about in the book is that actually because I'm a life coach, you act, there's actually a, um, an assignment in here for the reader. And so if you're in a relationship, what you can do is you can take the little test. You can weigh the pros and cons, write down all the cons, write down all the pros. If the good outweighs the bad, then okay, you know where to go from there. But if the bad, which is a perspective because there's no such thing as bad, it's only indifferent. If the indifferent outweighs the good, then you kind of know where you stand right, in that situation. Right, right. Well, I think that's definitely dope. I feel like I like when I first met Daniel, <laughs> like it was just like women need to know this about men because women need to understand that men are boop, 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 boop. And I was like, whoa, you need to slow down because it's she not did. just women. She like, did. She did. it's not. I swear, yeah. I was just like, okay, he coming at me for the generalization of I, women, man, but let me tell you, you, caught me at the you got the, time. no, you caught me at the right time. <laughs> I was like, you got the right one today. So let me tell you. So I'm glad that you did take that mm -hmm. feedback and I'm excited okay. to jump into the book. So what are the next two books in the series? Um, the next two books will be, um, what is purpose? Um, that's actually what my TED talk was on. It was on per um, vision and purpose. The next one would be what is purpose. The one after that would be, um, I really haven't given it a name yet, but it'll, it'll probably be who are you? Hmm. Um, so what is purpose is basically helping people to realize that basically in my TED talk, it's on YouTube, but, and it's on my website, tryforusa.com. But what I talk about, um, in the second book is that in order to find your purpose, there are levels, just like when it comes to getting money, just like when it comes to, um, rising up in this world there are levels so you have to find your gift that gift will lead you to your vision once you get your vision you start trusting your instincts that'll pull you towards your purpose and your purpose should push you towards your destiny yeah so that's what the what is purpose is and then the who are you is basically helping people it's, it's going to be a short john c maxwell size book it's going to help people realize um that who you are is not really who you are it's just who you say you are because nine times out of ten our words are not matching up with our actions so so you talking about that alignment, like yeah, getting got, into alignment with balance. Okay, balance. I'm here for it. We got we got to even the scales out. Yeah. So what what advice would you offer other melanin millennials about effectively impacting the next generation? Mm, be authentic, and at the same time, um, realize that as a people. You know, because I'm not, I'm, I, I'll admit, I, I used to be very militant in terms of my mindset, in terms of how I, how I um, used to see the world. I still kind of am. Mm -hmm. But once you're so militant, you lose sight of what's like what's important. So my advice would be to people of, of all ages within our culture is that in order for our people to rise up, 
we have to rise up in every single aspect. Absolutely. Because, you know, we're so busy trying to focus on, you know, well, we need to change this government. We need to change this law. The country was stolen from people, was in, who, and then we were brought here to work the land. But at the same time, you had laws that were put in place to actually overthrow the people, make sure that our people never even got a chance to get in power. Right. So what do you need to do is we don't need to focus on trying to change the system that was actually created to break us. We need to create our own system separate from this system that can actually stand even with the current system that's in power. Mm -hmm. And so once you go from there, it's not a matter of can we change what's already in place. You know, I, I don't see, I don't see a reason to try to change a master's house, quote unquote. You know, that, that's why they have a massive bedroom. It's called a massive bedroom for a reason. But um, we need to have our own government within this world. We need to have our own structure. We need to have our own businesses. You know, Black Wall Street is very real, but the only reason Black Wall Street doesn't thrive is because we don't believe in our ability to create black businesses. You know, you have Asians, you have Hispanics who actually thrive and they uplift each other in the business aspect. But that's just because they believe in the fact that they are bigger than what the vast majority say that they are absolutely yeah so i mean nine times out of ten i guess my answer would simply be just believe in yourself and believe in your people believe in your culture and where you come from because you know science science proves that melanin is richer than gold and if you don't believe that your skin and your spirit and your mindset is not more powerful more expensive than gold then you'll be a slave forever mm. Dang. Put that in your book. Put that in your book. Break it down for us. Melanin is expensive. I just like okay, we're not gonna talk about it. So what you did talk about being homeless, but what was one of the most difficult challenges that you faced and surmounted that has contributed to your success? It's it's so many. I would say Learning how to not give so much of my heart away to people. Um, I think that definitely as any type of person, um, black within this generation, but especially as a man. And if you're a man and you have good intentions, just like these brothers here in this room, if you're a man, you have good intentions. Sometimes it is easy for you to get manipulated by people, you know, just because you have good intentions and then their spirit will see that. And so then they'll try to use it to their advantage. But one thing I had to do, I had to learn how to use, adapt to the spirit of discernment. And I had to learn how to stop giving away so much of myself to people without them earning it. And I definitely had to realize, you know, what reciprocity looks like Absolutely. and how to reciprocate the same energy that yeah. people are actually distributing yeah. to me. Absolutely. Reciprocity is such a key word. And I feel like that's what helped me in setting boundaries and extending boundaries mm -hmm. too, like allowing people to go past you know a certain point because it's but so much like if you're in my house in my living room and you're around my children you have crossed into the most intimate boundary right. that i have in my life mm -hmm. you can have the boundary of like social media where you can engage with me you can have the boundary of me going to lunch with you mm -hmm. that's another boundary but like you said people have to earn that but it, it also has to be reciprocated so i definitely think that's cool so before we transition to our conclusion okay. what <clears throat> what final words do you have for our listeners um other than my information um of course you can follow me on social media instagram the thing j ali so you're just gonna do my job 
I mean, we just gonna do my job. Nah, I ain't not, not. Oh, okay. But no. <laughs> other than that, um, I would say <laughs> the best thing that we can do as a people, not only is to believe in ourselves, but to um actually understand what the binary opposition is within this world and how to break the dichotomy. Um. Also, at the same time, you know, I know a lot of times I hear people joke and they be like, oh, you talk like a white person. You have to understand how to code switch in this world, especially if you're melanated. Okay. You have to understand how to code switch. You have to realize, you know, how to come talk to the people that you that you were born with. Come talk to the people in the hood. And you got to realize how to yeah. put on that voice and come talk to the Caucasian man who actually can, who actually is, quote unquote, controlling the world that you're living in, which he's not. He's not controlling it. You know, he, he's given the illusion that he's controlling it. But realistically, all we have to do is just stand up. And then, you know, I'm not gonna say the game is ours, but the scales will become balanced. You know, just break the break the dichotomy, realize the binary opposition, and realize that the matrix itself is very real. You just have to realize how to break the code and switch it up. Mm. I love that. Yo, you gotta come back <laughs> with a podcast. So you definitely talked about dichotomy and that just flooded my mind with W. E. B. Du Bois. Did you ever read Souls of Black Folk? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. If you have not read The Souls of Black Folk, W.E.B. Du Bois, you need to read that. It definitely talks to, about the dichotomy of the black man and the black woman. So definitely check that out. So how can we stay in touch with you? Um, you can email me personally at coachnathanieljile at gmail.com. Uh, my business, trifitusa.com. Visit that website. Or my email um, for business, trifitusaofficial at gmail.com. Instagram, trifitusa. Um, that's my business, and then my personal is Nathaniel J. Ali. Oh, you gotta say that louder because you definitely imped yourself to be oh, single. My so, fault, people my watching fault. this, like, <clears throat> all right, you hear me? Instagram, <laughs> my personal is Nathaniel J. Ali. My business is Trifit USA. Okay, you see me? If you're gonna hit me up with DMs, please do so from a business aspect. I am single, I would like to put that out there just because people get it twisted when it comes to. You know how they talk to me, but if you're gonna slide in my DMs, make it about business because I'm focused. I got a goal. You know, I'm trying to uplift people. We trying to build. We trying to you know cross this bridge together and then burn the one that's not working. So, so how can people buy your book? It's available on Amazon. It's also available on my website, trafficusa.com. So the hard copy, which is the one you see right here, is only $14.99, and the ebook is $4.99. However, what I decided to do is, so it's on Amazon at $14.99, but if you buy it, it's free shipping. So, you know, I see no reason. You know, I call it the Stay Woke series for a reason. And one of the things that are, that's big for me is that if I want people to wake up to the matrix or wake up to the illusion that they've been, you know, born within, mm -hmm. I don't want you to spend a whole bunch of money to do it. Yeah. $14.99, I don't think it's that much. It's free shipping. You know, it'll probably be in your house within two to five business days. So, you know, and if you want an autograph copy or a signed copy, you can email me at my personal. <laughs> or slide in DMs. Or slide in these DMs. <laughs> Guys, you were tuned in to For the Love of Millennials. Make sure you stay connected with us on Instagram at For the Love of Millennials.